Just keep talking. That's good. Cool. I mean, mine as well. We do another pot. It's fine. That's <laughs> how it goes. Whenever like we start recording, Ryan, Ryan gets like, quiet. Yeah, like, Ryan, Ryan has so much Ryan, to say Ryan's, when the mic is not Ryan's around. I got so much to say regardless. Of <laughs> Ryan's loquacious. He sees the record sign and the whole conversation oh, stops. Oh man, whatever. So you know what's funny? I meant to tell you this, and I don't know why it never happened. But Knuckleheads, the podcast, I just got into it for real. Yep. It's really good. And it's Hennessy all over the podcast. Yeah, I made sure, man. That's a good. That was that was smart. I thought that was a very. As we go into the power of sound. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I just thought that. The, oh yeah, that that was not intentional. I'm not that smart, but yeah, I seen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate you saying that. Really good Coming from you, Stu. That means a lot. Really, what, really, really, really good. <laughs> What's Knuckleheads about? Yeah, so Knuckleheads is um two veterans. Wait, hold on. Oh, is Knuckleheads sponsoring this podcast? No, I mean, no free ads. We can we can see if we can well, get I them mean, on here. I'm gonna make a phone call. Welcome to the Marketing Misfits Podcast. <laughs> there we go. It's about marketing. We'll talk about that as we get into D this. D-Miles yeah. and Q-Rich. Don't listen. Don't right. listen to the other podcast. Listen to our podcast. I guess it is economy of headphones or ears, I guess. It's, uh, share, share of ears. It, yeah, share, share of ears. Ear, share, I mean, ear I space. Ear, ear space sounds like a not bad ear space. Site. Yeah, ear space sounds weird. Like someone that's like in the ears or some yeah. shit. Or like know. it's like yeah, it's like piercing P- pagodas rebrand. Oh, ear space. I don't know. I feel like I'm not <laughs> the first person to like ideate this, but it was probably like Mitt Romney in a room somewhere <laughs> like, thinking about <laughs> There's this. There's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> you haven't heard it, but he's but he's. Oh yeah, he has been talking shit recently. Where he been the last he's, three he, three he's, years? He's puppet stringing your life. You just don't know it. <laughs> your life. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Your taxes and all that. Miranda <laughs> said, "What taxes?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> taxes who? That's only taxes reserved here. for us, good folks. Oh, yeah, oh, taxes here. Um, Trash. Welcome, 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 welcome. Are we starting? As Mike would say. Oh, we're in. Yeah, that's we're why in? I started the business, Mike. Tax. Hey, hey, hey. hey. This all we We are all clips today. I'm cool with that. Are, is everybody good with this, that? This is high school. It makes me feel good about myself. Told him up. Light Told him up. Light, light it up, nigga. Uh, light him up. He came in really hey, aggressive, hey, didn't he? Hey, yes. Uh, <laughs> he came in really, really aggressive. It's, it's so funny. I feel like in like the early 2000s, every song was super aggressive, but the edited version was so different that nobody knew how aggressive the songs were. Yeah, because when you heard the, the unedited version, you were like, oh, damn. I yeah, you're like, <laughs> I didn't know we couldn't do that. Yeah, right, right. Did anybody listen to an unedited version of a Ja Rule album? <laughs> Like no. those things oh, were oh, filthy. Yeah, that, that was like this. one of the first albums I bought was a Ja Rule album. Oh. Where is Ja? Where is Ja? Hold on, we have a, uh. Is that on here? There it is. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get, let's get, we need to get, get Ted the just dropped the, the ill Dave Chappelle just now. Yeah. I had to, I respect that. What do you say? I didn't know I couldn't can do, do that. that. Uh, <laughs> where is Ja? I'm, we might have to record that because uh, we need to keep, we need to keep that. <laughs> oh, oh, Ted works in his dress. Ted works in sound, but he also has like the sound voice. Yes, he is like the. I mean, I do voiceovers on the side every now and then. Do you really? See, listen, like, yeah, come yeah. on, you got side hustle too. Wait, what's, right, so what, wait, what's the what's like most the one you're like most proud of, or like people would be like, oh, uh, shit. It, it ain't something to be proud of, but I was at the New York New Jersey Super Bowl, and yeah, Broncos live- and. Carolina? Broncos and Seattle. Seattle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Disney Disney runs the production for it, and they hired 
voiceover people to be the voice when people entered saying like, welcome to MetLife Stadium, home of Super Bowl 48. Oh, Holy shit. That sounds amazing. That's what <laughs> I, I had to say it like 150 times every like. Oh, you about to do seconds. our drops for both our podcasts. <laughs> right. Oh, hold on. Oh, I was going to say that's good. Only because I know Ted. Ted, what does the uh, subway sound like? Stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's a drop. That is a drop. Hey, that's gonna be like an opening for every podcast. Yeah, stand clear of the closing doors. That's like that is a drop. You know the mix that is on point. You know the mix. Yo, Mike, that's the power of audio too, because that was from like six months ago that you even remember. I said, I know when I said that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I just got really amped up about that. That actually beats like my homegirls. Like she's voiced over uh, Grand Theft Auto, one of the hoes. On oh, that, really? Like, oh, that's three. much better than me. Oh man, I can't name <laughs> her. In the back seat? You know, clearly she was. <laughs> <laughs> that, game, name, that game lasts fast. Her name is hoe number three. Yeah, so she's one of hoe number three. Uh, <laughs> Those royalties gotta be crazy, man. But she did the voice, and so we, I played it like a little clip on uh, YouTube. I was like, wow. That's <laughs> oh, I get I it. I said, don't tell nobody else that shit. What did she nah, say? That's kind of cool. I like that. Get out the motherfucking Right, some stupid, something <laughs> dumb as fuck. Yeah. That's great. Or like, you know, Al, because awesome. I got hit or slapped by her bed with some stupid shit. Like, Shout out to Rockstar Games. <laughs> Rockstar Games, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Marketing oh, Misses Podcast. Um, I am Mike Summers. Stu Cornelius. Stu, you've been going out of order for Oh, were you pointing at? I don't know. I'm sorry. We go the opposite direction every single time. Okay, I'm sorry. You want to do that again? And the guest goes last. Okay, my bad. Oh, okay. All right, you ready So this way, and then I, and then he goes last? Yes, Ryan's is doing Mike, and it's going to go Ryan, and it's going to go Stu. Sorry, you guys. This podcast was sponsored by Hennessy, clearly. Right. So please forgive us. Um, so we're going to start over again. So right. welcome, welcome, welcome to the Marketing Misfits Podcast. I am Mike Summers. Ryan Chappelle. Stuart Quinn. And we have a special guest. Ted Cerro. Oh, there we go. We got it down. It. That's yeah. how it's supposed to go. We'll get, we'll get that in post. <laughs> Good, uh, walk into work music. It is. I don't feel like my music isn't loud enough, but but our but our uh, <laughs> nah, I won't worry about our, that. Our, our, uh, it's loud and in the headphones. Yeah, loud I feel great about it. Oh, okay, everybody at home is like, yeah, it's, it's very yeah, loud right. Enough. They in the car, like, well, yeah, yeah I you're am, just fine. I am in the office, headed into a, <laughs> a three p.m. meeting. Right. Um. Okay. Uh. <laughs> fuck, Mike. You know, not work anymore. Um. <laughs> All right, welcome, welcome, welcome again, Mark and Misfit Podcast. Uh, Ted, you've already introduced yourself, but, but if you can give us one more, and we're in, what, 19.5? Yes. Yes, sir. Nineteen Episode 19 and a half. There you go. Nice spell thing. 19.5 podcast. Uh, Ted, uh, you just ran yourself um, in the last episode. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself again? I might have gotten better since the last podcast. Oh, shit. There you go. Okay, okay. I like that. I am the uh, the key account director for... uh, Key? Hold on. Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm. J&J made me that way. Yeah. Uh, There you go. I am the key account director for CPG accounts at Pandora. Uh, Basically, the sound guru will say... I like that. Change that up a little bit. You change. Audio okay. architect, I don't know. <laughs> I'm running out of words. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, for what, all things Pandora. What was the audio. word you le- used last episode that we didn't know? Arbiter. 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 Right. 
That that shit stuck. I'm like, oh, that's great. I just, feel like, I just feel like I'm about to do my taxes. Is that like arbitration? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, the arbiter is like the mediator in that. You know, Stu is so literal. That's true. Yeah, but Stu is. So We're gonna Stewart. look at the definition of arbiter, and everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck was Ted talking about?" Right? <laughs> you know, I can't challenge because I don't know. I'm not listening. About. No, no. Okay. No, no. I had. I meant to say this on the last pod, and <laughs> and this has nothing to do with anything, but. There is <laughs> there is a scene in Pineapple Express. Oh my god. That is, is like the funniest scene of all time to me in that movie. Uh and it's Craig Robinson's talking the the main nemesis is Ted, as you know. And he's like, They not here, Ted. And I've been wanting to say that this whole time, but I'm I'm letting it You've rock. Been holding back. Yeah, I've been holding, holding it back. back. Yeah. My fiance asked me what I wanted for dinner tonight. I definitely definitely text her arbiter. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck? She's gonna be like, wait, what? I just want to see what she says. I mean, most people when they talk about my name, they go to um, I don't even remember the shit, but the quote I never watched the show is like, "Have you met Ted?" And it's from is that like, the bear. No, no, it's like four white people sitting at a bar the entire time. Nope. Oh, every I can't movie. say. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. I've seen that one. <laughs> every si- every sitcom that's existed. I've seen yeah. that movie over and over and over oh and over. <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with Cheers. If I had to guess, wait, oh, have I was you going with met? Friends. Yeah, same thing. Well, okay, I, I'll take it. Have you ever met a whiter name than like Ted? Maybe like Mitch. Mitch. Um, I do, I do, Wesley. I do know. No, I do know a Mitchell. Yeah, a Mitchell. Yeah, okay. Mitchell. I've met a lot of black Brads. But yeah, me too. I know still, a it's still yeah, a white name I agree. though. I agree. Yeah, I know the Brads that you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't met too many. You know the Brad that we referred to on the other podcast? I saw him at homecoming, and he was like, "I heard you talked about me." <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> Damn, he'd be listening. That's that's, isn't, that, isn't that crazy when you walk up to someone that or you start talk, a conversation and like, so I heard your podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah you, really? I'm like, so what are you really about to say? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm always, like, oh, I love it. I'm like, oh, great. I'm always so worried. I'm always <laughs> so worried. I'm so worried too. I'm like, what the fuck? I sat about? next to somebody on the air, in the airplane in coach, like I always sit. And oh, yeah, you're telling us this. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, Keep going. Keep and this, going. they were like, hey, yeah, you're on uh, such and such podcast. That was a podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And yeah. that was the end of that. That was it. Yeah, yeah, because she, oh, okay. she was a, a girl, and I get freaked out by girls talking to me, so I just, like, run away at that point. Well, you're going to come out the corner. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what you doing over there? Ah! She has another podcast. She has another podcast. That's real. As she should. Pop up. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who that was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> move, move. Right. That's real. I, I, That's yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Get a Ryan. Get a Ryan. Hide your oh, wife, man. hide your kids. Um, welcome. Let's do it. Power of sound. Power of Via sound. Via sound. The Power of Sound podcast. Um, I'm super excited to have Ted on the on this podcast. Um, so, Ted. Mike. A little bit about- um, Oh, my God. It's so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so you're Yeah. It was dramatic until you interrupted me. You know. Um Tell me a little bit about why why people should be investing in uh, sound to advertise. All right, so I'm going to take a step back from that question because that's loaded. There but, you go. That's what I'm talking about. Like step back. Welcome, welcome to the welcome to the podcast, Ted. I appreciate it. When you when you were like, I'm going to start you off with this, and you just go where you want to go. I was like, damn, that's a that's a long way to go. You got the green light, Jr. Smith. Go ahead, just so shoot, man. When you say sound, you gotta you gotta back it up to like everything that you do in advertising, everything that you do in life. Like sound is a part of video. Sound is a mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. birth. Sound is a part of 
uh, your dinner schedule. Mm-hmm. It's a part of your walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a part of the songs that you listen to on the way to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that you do relates back to sound in one way or another from your birth. So uh, the first sound that you ever heard for nine consecutive months was your mother's heartbeat. And oh, this is yeah, deep. Like a deep. Oh yeah, deep. we're getting we're getting serious oh, today. Man. This, this is great. And wrong sound, bro. Jesus God Christ. damn it, Mike! You threw off the flow. Mike, yeah, choose a different sound. She, Jesus Christ! Keep right. going, you keep going, a, Ted. You this, this is your time. <laughs> no, we don't have that. No. So it's actually a proven fact that uh, you might have poor rhythm if your mother had an irregular heartbeat. Really? Yeah. So did all white people have fucked up? <laughs> that was too easy. That was too. Easy. I hate. I hate that y'all made me the bad guy. You so whack. Y'all were so whack for that. Y'all go. He got saved. He got saved. No, no. He so whack for that. Stew saw the alley. He just, I just didn't let to, it hit no, the floor. There's no way. There's no way. That was like dropping a dollar on the floor. Oh that, was too, that was too good. So whack for that one. That's interesting. I never heard that though. That's the reason why I reacted the way I did. That's wild. I mean, it's not the only reason you might have poor. Fair, rhythm. fair, fair. That's fair. <laughs> but my mother did have an irregular heartbeat, so fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Get them together, Ted. That's right. You tell them right. See, now I'm that. <laughs> Damn. That was good. That was awesome. <laughs> and, I, and I threw off the rhythm. <laughs> but that, oh, my God. That's kind of just where the story kicks off. Like, mm-hmm. everything you do from that point on involves sound in one way or another. Like, yeah. things that you do... Uh, as it relates to sound, affect how you feel about that. So a mm. good example is um, when you're asleep, you tend to breathe at like 12 breaths per minute, 12 cycles per minute. The same rhythm, the same rhythm comes from waves crashing against a beach. So that's why a beach noise automatically that's feels calming yeah. to us. It makes you feel like, oh, damn, that, that sounds good. <laughs> I, I, I have a shitty time sleeping. So like this, I'm just like, yo, that makes sense. This is like, yeah. Yeah, magic. I mean, we could just play waves for you all night long. I'll fall asleep right here. Do you use a white white noise machine? I was gonna say white noise. Yeah. No, I use Spotify actually because they have a playlist of waves crashing, and so I'll pop my AirPods in or my my uh, I mean, noise canceling headphones. I use that sounds of nature. I was gonna say I hope you're not sleeping with your AirPods in. Done it. You could have said you use a white noise machine via a music service without insulting me by saying Spotify. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, too. I appreciate, pay, appreciate I pay for that, motherfucker. That's why. Right. I was like, and, but you get the ads with me. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. No, I, no, I pay. Uh, I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the ad guy. Um, <laughs> so that's like the basis of sound in your life and how you grow up with sound. And yeah. it gets more complex from there. Every decision that you make can be impacted by sound. Um, we, act, there, we didn't run a study. There was a study run by much smarter people than us mm-hmm. where they physically just changed the music in a liquor store. Uh, to see what people purchase. So uh, Mike remembers this because he heard it six months ago when I, I said, that. stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but uh, essentially you one day... Tighten up whenever you Right, right, right. Ooh. Doors. I'm on the, well, hey, we'll get into that. That's called theater of the mind right there. See? Ooh. Mike's mind. like, damn it, what did I just get myself mind into? Mind. Ted's not going to stop this is talking. Deep. I'm standing back. I'm standing back. No, I'm this like, is great. Keep this going. Is awesome. Please keep going. So uh, one day in the liquor store, they played all French music. and Everybody s- bought wine. Everyone bought French wine. Seventy-seven uh, percent of the sales that day were French wine. The this, next, this is all unconscious. They had no idea that this is oh, what was going wait on. Wait till we get to the end of this. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, nobody has any idea. They're just shopping. Mm-hmm. Next day they play uh, German music, and like yeah. German's not as well known for French wine, so you yeah. wouldn't expect that it might be so high percentage wise. Yeah, seventy-one percent of the wine purchased that day was German, like recent. That's so fucking crazy. So to my to my new marketing friends out there, this is something that we describe in two words as. Consumer behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And 
putting in different inputs to get a different output or result based on driving that consumer behavior in variety of different inputs, whether it's sound, taste, smell. I think the most common one that people are aware of, aware of but not aware of broadly is when Cinnabon would blast the smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Subway, the bread smell. Or the bread. I'm, yeah. I'm but, still not eating Subway, but yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, if Subway wants to sponsor this podcast, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> checking for the smell of the, the, the bread fair. from Subway. That's but, fair. The Cinnabon smell, I'm definitely going to take my fat ass over there and get like... That's fair. All the cheesesteak places in Philly do it too. Man, that's what I'm talking about. That makes sense. The only scent stronger than sound is actually smell. So until you can start to smell advertising, which is exact, exactly what Cinnabon was talking, it was tapping That's, into. That is, yeah. Sound is pretty damn strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. What they do. I agree. So smell first and then sound. Right. And then what's the third one? Don't, don't, we're not there yet. Yeah. Come on, don't oh, ask shit. that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too I'm, deep. Sorry. Yeah, we're not there. Yet. <laughs> I'm the sorry. Sound, I'm the sound guy. We didn't even the sound, sound part. <laughs> oh, I got go excited. Go to the next one. Sorry. There is one last piece to that liquor store story. Mm-hmm. So after everybody made a purchase, they asked them if the music influenced their decision. They said no. They said no. Only 5% of people even knew that music was playing. See? That's what I'm talking about. What? <laughs> Tricking people. So, yeah, I was going to say, even it, Ryan gave us a whole overview of, of one simple word, manipulation. That's, a, that's exactly. <laughs> manipulation. That, yes. That's what it is. That's what that is on some level. That's I mean, so that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what it's called. It's called if, advertising. If, <laughs> It's called connecting yes. with consumers. In, in another way, it's like if your girlfriend keeps dropping hints of different shit, this is the same thing. That's called manipulation. If you if you get the end result, consumer behavior, as Ryan likes to call it, then yes, it's, it's manipulation. I mean, you're absolutely right, but is it bad? I don't know. No. I mean, if you own a liquor store or a wine store, no, it's not. That right. is the absolute right way. You're I, I, to I don't think it's uh, – I won't let Tay finish his bag. But um, – <laughs> But I don't think, time. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like is it manipulation if you yes. take your uh girlfriend out on a, a romantic date and she wants to be romantic with you? I don't know how romantic is the date. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm saying that's like, a, that's what's, a, the, what's the objective in KPI? There's, there's a certain my idea of romance. It, your idea of romance is it manipulation different. if you come to my club and I play certain music and you get in a hype mood? Like, I think there's a certain yes, aspect of it is. No, I, no, I think there's a certain aspect of like you're setting a vibe, you're setting a mood, and it leads to an action. That's everything. Well, we that's this just objective in in KPI that you want out of it. So if your objective is to turn the club up, fuck the club up, then now I play future. I play Drake. Play I play Drake. Yeah. So your actions are going to be that, and then the, hopefully the result is hands up in the air, waving side to side, and that's and okay. Yeah. You come into this environment so, to create a atmosphere, a vibe. I think it's fine. This is actually awesome, though. Still manipulation. But if absolutely. I play "Say Ah" by Trey Songs, and you don't have a bottle in your hand to be able to perform the action of the songs, you feel like you're missing out. So I read this today. True or not true? You're the DJ. You, you're the you're I, the I, you're the curator of vibes. I just so I know I, this strikes a chord with. You. I just think this. I just think manipulation is a it's harsh a, word. It's a harsh word. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's fine. I read a. Uh, this is like crazy nerdy, but um, our, I, like, I like crazy nerdy. Please give us more. Our like Sonic guy, and I'm not the Sonic guy. I'm the sales guy. I just talk highly about it. I'm with it. Our Sonic guy like contributes to medical journals and things like that. He wrote a, a, wow. an this article about changing. how. Uh, music and healthcare go together and the impacts that happen both from mm. a doctor perspective, a patient perspective, even like a nurse staff perspective. Mm. But one of the interesting things that I, that came out of that was like uh, in the very beginning, he just used like a, a simple anecdote and he said like um, 
squares, town squares, use this simple phenomena all the time to keep youth from it. They play classical music in the town square, and it keeps youth away. And it is effective in doing so because youth don't want to be there. They want to be yeah, part of that Mike. future Drake party. Exactly. That's your <laughs> cult- that's your cultivating. <laughs> want to turn up? Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Can, okay. can, we, can we say encouragement, not manipulation? Fuck that, y'all tripping. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 manipulation. It is. That's what, what it is. It's a harsh word, but I, I think, call it curating a vibe. A vibe. I think. <laughs> I think fair. it's it's about being a part of a moment versus talking about a moment. Like fair. TV advertising talks about a moment. You physically see the Corona commercial mm-hmm. with the waves and the beach, wherever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. It could be anywhere. Right? Yeah. Um, Creating a not Jersey catalyst to a, a moment. But if I if I play those <laughs> crashing waves from Spotify, you motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. If I, if I play those waves for you, each one of us is going to go to our own beach. Yes. You know, we're not going to go to that Corona TV beach. Yes. I'm going to sadly go to Coney Island. You're going to go to California. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Coney Island. I'm from Brooklyn, so I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a, sad, but I appreciate I it. I know. It's super fucking sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No way I'm sleeping on that beach, by the way. But go ahead. But sound is the only thing that can actually do that to you. And it's not just waves. That's like I used, I used it twice now. But if I were to play you the, the click clack of your oven stove that you don't go to a kitchen. You go to your own kitchen. Yeah. Like, uh, make sure we good. Stand clear of the closing doors. Like, you're like watching out for that door yes. behind you. Or I wish everybody could see what I just did yeah. on the podcast to avoid that door. Yeah, he did you. what you would do if yeah. you're a New Yorker. You know what that is. But yeah. it, it, it transports you into the moment yeah. and it gives mm. you agency over what you're talking about. And that's why I love audio because, like, I can sell ads all day long, but what I want to sell is relevancy. Like, I don't day part my audio ads because I think it's a good idea to make sure you're catching the people that watch Days of Our Lives during daytime hours. Like I talk about it because that yogurt brand wants to be a part of that get ready moment in the morning when people are actively listening come on, to music. Oh, come on, uh, CPG, get ready moment in the morning. I'm all for it. I mean, it takes me back. Mike and I were talking listening for quite some time, and I tried my best on him, but I just I didn't get through fully. <laughs> oh, man. Different story. Mike, Mike was trying Different to over, Mike is trying to shake shit up at J and J without getting fired. That's all he's trying to do. <laughs> he's trying to figure out any way he can shake shit up. That's, um, that, that's a good summary. Without getting fired. <laughs> yeah, without getting fired. All right, I, I, I'm, I've been diatribing too long, but that's why audio is so damn cool. Like yeah. it is honestly cool as shit. Outside of just music, it's life. So, what do you think? I mean, to keep kind of keep you going, and I'm glad you're here because this is like super interesting. How do you feel audio has been how i say um have you seen the audio growth over time now that podcasts are kind of like coming back and people are kind of i want to say a lot of gen z and millennials are like ready to decon or disconnect and and podcasts are a way to do that so how do you feel like that's kind of changed audio's importance amongst people and communities and audiences that are listening so podcast is interesting, and there's a difference between podcast and podcast advertising, and I tend to talk more about podcast advertising than I do about podcast content. Mm-hmm. But podcast content is interesting because talk radio has been around forever. It's just the way that we consume it is now different. And package it. And, and put it together. Yeah. Like To give you an example, like uh, SiriusXM now owns Pandora, and yep. they have been doing talk radio forever since they started. We now have 22 of their talk show hosts as podcasts on Pandora. It's the same content. It's the exact same shit. It's just packaged on Pandora it's as a podcast. Now. What was that? It's just digital now. Yeah, it's just digital. Yeah. I mean, like, 
the 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 ease of creating podcasts has become so much easier. So it's exploded as far as what people can actually put out there. But the way that <laughs> here we are putting out right, yeah, as we make one. We um, but that content has always existed. But do you feel like um, because it's digital versus when it was analog that it's reaching a different audience? Um, that's a tough one because, like, in its heyday, AM FM radio reached like. A crazy amount. I, yeah, of people. I would. Everyone. I would agree that it does. Cha- it does change the audience. I think it's broader because it's it's shareable. I don't yeah, think. I don't think. I, I think it's a. I think. I mean. I think Mike's. You can find on something because I think when when AM FM was in its heyday, does it is it going to match or does it match podcasts now in lieu of people not listening to AM FM radio? So like. Not not in, in not in, I don't think it matches. Not, yet, not in by scale. Any no, not at all. In, ter- in terms means, of specific no. pod or or. But is it on its way to in terms of capturing Unless, those people that were listening to? Uh, the, uh, I mean, there are people the are, that are discovering podcasts now. They didn't I, know what that app in their iPhone because America is predominantly iPhone. Um, what that was, they had no idea. And now you can Until find recently. them anywhere. Now you can find them anywhere. That's, I, what, that's more. I just mean, uh, I want to be very clear with the with with just for the audience, real quick. Um, yes, isn't here to. Get y'all together. Yeah, she's another sound oh, person. Get, yeah, me, yeah. get me together. But, but I heard also balances the, I think, analog and digital. Um, and yeah, Because they have channels. Yeah. And so so, so the, the, the quote-unquote reach of analog is still higher. Huge. Yes, than, than digital. Now, you could argue that um, people are not engaging um, from an advertising perspective, like people flip channels every every single second, like people are not not necessarily. That, that's the, I think that's the biggest argument. The, the biggest argument you can make for AMFM is that every time you hear uh, your your station going to commercial, you flip to the next station. You mean the same thing as TV? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna add something to the TV side of things. Yeah. People are actually changing the station less, but looking at their phone more. Ah. Which makes audio that much more bars, important. bars, bars. Look at that. That's yeah, <laughs> but but I, I don't want to get a perception to our, our our listeners that the reach of AMFM absolutely not. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, no, that's yeah, massive. Yeah. Doesn't exist. But I mean, okay. So so and and here's my question: is the one I was going to ask you while you were saying your point is what role does satellite radio play in that in that sphere? Knowing that there are less ads because the, it is a subscription model, right? And so, you know, they can pay the bills in, in other ways as opposed to strictly relying on uh, advertising. Yeah. I actually have no idea on satellite radio because yeah, – that's my world. Ted might. Yeah. yeah. So since they own us, I do have a little bit of an idea on that. Front. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they bought us because they don't have much data. So uh, satellite, yes. they, they knew who was – or they didn't know how long people were listening and what they were listening to, mm. to be dead honest. Like, that's scary. Like the, the data that you can get from digital is not the data that you can get from satellite. Yeah. I don't know why or technologically that's how that strange, works. That's strange because it's subscription. Like, like all of the people that have it in their car right. pay for it. But like your car – Yeah, but is, Chevy is a, has – Chevy has a, the care. Yeah. And even so, your car technology isn't the same as like having a browser on your, yeah. your iPhone yeah. app. But that's what I'm app. saying. Chevy has the care. Yeah. Like if Chevy's not benefiting from it, then they're focused more on the engine, the seats, whatever. It yeah, is but there. I feel like satellite is more of a throw-in sales tactic than anything else. It's like, oh, we'll pay your satellite thing for a year. Yeah, I mean, well, satellite. closing the, tactic. The, the, but buying, Apple, no matter how much they tell you, they, they realize the value of data. Absolutely, so absolutely. Like, Apple's a the data The iPhone company. is giving you an avenue to the data. Chevy is not. No, Chevy's not a tech like company. there's no value for the Chevy's not a tech company. Yeah. 
People don't people don't really buy cars because of data. Yeah, they buy cars out of necessity. That's my point. And and, and price is is price driven typically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Satellite's huge too. So. Oh yeah, no. I, they got I'm, like I'm, yeah. yes and it's like, yeah. It's like thirty eight. If I got a car today, I would definitely have satellite radio. Oh, and I'm calling I mean, it right now. I, I'm yeah. a, a big proponent of country music. Uh, it doesn't make sense that I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and love country music. But, We're gonna talk about this later. But oh, I. Oh do. yeah, it's it's, it's it's on the docket. We a got tale about, of two cities. We got about <laughs> yeah, we much. got about eight minutes on the uh, the business topics, and yeah. we're getting to the country topics. Right, cool. I'm gonna have to fucking talk fast. But like uh, XM has got uh, serious XM has gotten mm-hmm. to the point where like it's being featured in country songs along of AM FM. So like I can think of a Luke Bryant song that says oh, AM wow. FM XM two. Uh, another pe- person refers directly to the highway, which is a up and coming country station. Like all the up and coming mm-hmm. artists are featured That's on the highway. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna paint this to my coworker so she can get on it. Yeah, so she's good. Yeah, so curate some curate. Yeah, but yeah. it's content. Content is the big thing. So when it comes to podcasting, mm-hmm. you want to find, instead of your beach, your niche. Like, mm-hmm. you want to find that audience. And that's exactly what you guys are doing with the marketing misfits. Like, uh, you want to find those small audiences or potentially grow those small audiences into being a much larger audience, right? So it's all about having that content, Wh- whatever that content is. So podcasting, absolutely. That's why Spotify did it. That's why iHeart invested in it. That's why SiriusXM bought us. That's why Sirius is paying Drake a shit ton of money so that he'll make content on Sirius that's exclusive to us. Last week, we just announced we got a Marvel partnership to do podcasts with them uh, exclusively. So it's all about finding those things that musicians want their music everywhere, no matter who they are. It makes sense, right? But you can pay a podcaster or pay for the rights to have specific content or artists or uh, in the case of Sirius XM, Drake or other artists run stations. There's a fish station. There's a Beatles station or uh, Rolling Stones. I mean, what you're what you're saying is like without getting in trouble. But by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be fine. But um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, there will be innovative approaches to how content is packaged and delivered in the stratosphere going forward. So, like across audio, audio and visual. I mean. Or audio and visual video specifically yeah, TikTok, so, so, TikTok so, so, and emotion. Thriller. Yeah, there will be new packages of how it will be delivered to consumers. Like perfect example is like there's a big crime serial, uh, crime serial yeah. um, podcast and or shows episodes. Now, just think like when p- kids were listening to their uh, radios back in like the fifty whatever the time yeah. was. Like that's gonna be up and coming and like evergreen um, going forward that people are like really interested in listening to and and. Ted, while, while we're talking about the podcast, I want to get to the business of podcasts. Because um, I know every time I've tried to activate podcasts, like the message has been the reach isn't, excuse me, the reach, the reach isn't there. Um, so just wonder your POV on, on investing in podcasts. Sure. So this is the other side, the advertising and podcast side of the fence. And it's a hot topic. Like every marketer wants to talk about advertising and podcasts, but not really any marketer has an idea of what they actually want to do in a podcast. They're like, I want to promote my brand, obviously. And it's like, yeah, but but how do you want to do that? Like, do we want to do a host read? What is your experience with podcasts? Like, where is this insight coming from that you love podcasts? And from my experience of listening to podcasts, the most influential ads are the D2C brands that are offering me something awesome. So uh, let's see, there's a Butcher Box, I think was one that I remember because they're constantly offering me like two free pounds of beef if I sign up. <laughs> oh my God. It's because you have a beard, bro. But it's it's usually it's usually packaged. <laughs> That's what it is. It's usually packaged with some awesome offer. Can you tell them they can they can uh, sponsor our podcast? Yeah, you butcher box. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure, let them know. Yeah. I mean, 
Literally, they can just pay a call, please. They're not, they're, they're not exactly my client, but I'll, I'll work Literally, on that for you. Man. I mean, I don't even eat beef like that, but yeah. <laughs> right. I'm in. But, but DTC has traditionally been the successful marketers on um, podcasting. Uh, it hasn't been your Zyrtec message yeah. or your yogurt message or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, and that's an interesting place to come from. Like all the success you're, you're seeing is from brands that are willing to physically drop their pants on their offering to get you in the door. Yeah. Uh, and that's a huge place to operate from. But you're right, Mike, that, that scale is still an issue unless you're like the daily, you know, or um, an NPR podcast that millions yeah, of people listen kills. to. I mean, so, I even so, challenged to – oh, go ahead, Mike. So my biggest reference is uh, – it's Mailchimp on cereal. Sure, uh, I I think that's like the that's the one that really really that really started st- the, the everything. Yeah, that sticks sticks with me. And, and are you saying that they that they really like put it all on the table and like this is where we're double downing on, or they looked up and cereal just became big? Yeah, that the second one. Second one. Uh, mm-hmm. They they basically bought into this like, all right, it's probably not going to be that expensive. I have no idea what they paid for it, but I guarantee you, neither NPR nor Mailchimp thought it was ever going to be this viral thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it was was huge for Mailchimp. It put them on the map, but not that that shouldn't have happened. But the likelihood of that happening was so low. But how do you also like? place enough bets on the table that something hits. So like I just saw today like a uh, uh, Alyssa fat uh sorry uh Alyssa influencer investments in Fashion Nova was at the top of that uh, with like nine point seven million that makes sense. Mm-hmm. they they invested this past year in an in influencer. And I'm sure in that nine point seven million uh roughly um, there was somebody in there who had fraud and somebody in there who was whack sure. and somebody who didn't have engagement, but like they've built their business around influencers. So how do you, how, how do you gauge on, Oh, like uh, this, the scale isn't here versus just put, put your chips down on a whole different, a lot of different spots and somebody's going to hit big. Well, I think, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of small brands investing in this because a lot of the larger brands are somewhat reticent to do so. Which is um, crazy. Well, it's, I think it's cra- it's it's conservative. <laughs> like they, I mean, yeah. it's, it's getting back into the, like the TV game, right? So you you doing you're having your commercial spread across a variety of different channels, a variety of different time zones or time frames, a variety of different shows, whatever you're doing. The same you can do this. The same format applies to podcasts too. You can do it a variety of different shows, a variety of different formats, a variety of different hosts that align to what you're trying to do, right? Or you could. Like what Hennessy did is we partnered with one podcast, but the difference with Hennessy is different because they, people can actually consume the product during the podcast, right? So yeah. it's uniquely different Huge. to spirits yeah, and alcohol yeah. brands and yeah. spirits. It's brands, an integration. It's that, not that, an app. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can, you're integrated through the whole entire episode of the uh, podcast, right? Yeah, but that's the part that that's the part that makes it okay. If I have, if I'm Dollar Shave Club before the acquisition. And I don't have that much money. It makes sense to do podcasts for two reasons. One, the people that created it are millennials. They are younger people. And so they understand podcasts. They understand why that's important. But the other reason is it's cheaper. If you are Gillette and you see that that's happening and knowing that you have more resources, why wouldn't taking 1% of your advertising dollar and investing it there. Why would that not be a test or innovation deal that you can so that you can 
get learnings from and figure out whether or not it's worth it or not. So I, I, um, this that's something that's irked me on on the selling side. That yeah, I, that, that's why I'm asking. I, I, I so I, I believe in the strategy that you said. Um, I want to give a counter argument on if you do believe in order to get your true value that you have to hope that somebody hits it big like a cereal, then maybe you need to go all in and put your chips everywhere. Or you need to be like a Fashion Nova and put your chips everywhere on Influencer mm-hmm. in order to hope that somebody overvalues themselves or, or they... Overextends, whatever. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah whatever. Um, in, in order to hit it big. And, mm-hmm. and you can't just do it with that 1% budget in order to make it big. I think if you're, if you're doing podcasting to try to find the next serial... No, keep going. You're not doing it. That's right. that's what I was about to say. Because I said one percent one percent specifically because you are Gillette. You pay naming rights for the Patriot Stadium. One percent of your advertising budget, if you decided to go, I'm going to put this within Skip and Shannon's podcast and first take all the places that they would put it in traditionally on TV, understanding that people consume yeah. podcast snackable versions of of that TV product. Yeah. I would argue that you wouldn't have to worry about the big cereals. That's just the steady, constant, always-on strategy. Right. It goes back to that humorous brief of make me something viral. Yeah, like, I, if it were so easy, everybody would do it. So yeah, so, but if you got more, if you got house money, essentially, like if you got the the range, just you even see people play roulette or yeah, and then they put, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they put some on on, on black everything. and some on. That's essentially a, what you're doing as a big brand. You definitely yeah, you that. got that. Yeah. I um. I Okay, so because because we have a, a few minutes left, I'm, I'm gonna leave out for one bag. If y'all you have something y'all really want to get out, then go ahead. Then, then throw it out. But um, so two things, uh, plus and minus. Uh, one thing from a plus perspective, I genuinely do believe, and this is Mike's uh, perspective. I genuinely do believe that the takeaway on podcasts for advertising is much stronger than maybe any other source. Like I I can recall, um. Mailchimp that I haven't heard in in, in, in years. Um, I can't recall that that Stephen A was advertising whatever Valentine's Day flowers mm-hmm. at last February. Mm-hmm. What Valentine's flowers? That was February. That was February. <laughs> that was literally February. One eight hundred. But but yeah. But I know I know those val- I know those Valentine's Day flowers. Like I I do think like there is a genuine recall with those. And I I and I come from radio. I come from radio of like having call sheets and, and oh, right. reading reading out those mm-hmm. things and those things were valued more than the commercials we went to and mm-hmm. I, I i genuinely do believe my recall on those is, is stronger on the the negative tip and i'll say this because we don't we don't really have any sponsors um the but ba- please come yeah yeah but please come. this might be the pitch Tennessee's episode great. though yeah but <laughs> but 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 the bad side is is when you're buying a podcast, you're really buying subscribers. And subscribers doesn't mean that they genuinely listen to you. And it means that right. like somebody can go into Apple Podcasts, they can hit subscribe, it downloads every single time. The reason we come on this podcast and tell you to subscribe is because it puts our numbers up. It doesn't mean you listen to every time. So it just means you hit subscribe and every time uh, your phone automatically downloads it. Mm-hmm. We get credit for your download on that yeah. pod, on, on that podcast. Yeah. So there there is an aspect of it is, of you don't actually know who listened or who did not listen to your podcast. But I'm sure at some point the industry is going to catch up with and we'll we'll figure that some out. Some of those some of those metrics. I think those metrics do exist. Speaking broadly, he like he's they, looking they at might, me. They Ted's might looking exist. at me because he knows. No, they might um, exist for me and you. 
yeah, they might exist for me and you, but we might not be sharing that publicly. Um, yeah. Things like, I mean, things, just think about it, things like skip rates, those kind of things yeah. definitely exist, but not publicly to advertise. But when you buy a podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do agree. So to, to, to your point, mm-hmm. why podcast recall probably is better, and probably I would love to, to hear your perspective on this, is probably because you're deafening some of your senses in order for one sense to be um, valued or revered at that moment in time. So like you're, you're actively using one sense of hearing in, in this sense versus visual and audio and all the other distractions that may come with it versus tuning into one. It's probably why the recall is so high is what I'm assuming. Huge point there. I mean, the other point is that the MailChimp was the only sponsor off of the first ever viral podcast ever exists. So there were, yeah. I don't even know what MailChimp, can we, for the listeners that don't know, because I'm one of the listeners. It's a CRM platform that, yeah, that is that big with newsletters. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Yeah. It's, like, that's the, probably it, the most main. It was before people started skipping ads on podcasts and you heard it two or three times every single episode of Serial, mm-hmm. of which there were how many, 13? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know how many there uh, were. There uh, was like two seasons. There, 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 there were more than two seasons. There were three or four. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I'm not, I'm not anti. Season one was good. Season two was trash. Season three was good again. I'm definitely not anti-podcasting because at the same point, it is audio. Like, mm-hmm. the, the value is there. I think when people start talking about podcast podcasting and compartmentalizing it as something separate, they're kind of losing the overall value of what audio is. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree, but I also feel like people dissuade you from podcasts because the reach isn't enough. Therefore, like the dollars aren't enough. Therefore, the effort uh, is more than the value is for it. That where it be it's on the media side, or where they, yeah, yeah, where it be on the media, the media agency side, or where it be on the actual publisher side. It, it, it's like there's a there's a dissuading of like doing podcasts. Regardless, if like I, I I've had TV ads that have had no lifting sales, versus like I rather have like a podcast that like maybe reaches like a small percentage of people, but like maybe they're enthusiastic. We could about talk it. about this all. I was gonna oh say because God, I was gonna say the going. engagement. Like I mean, to to that point, you're really like for a TV commercial, you're really packaging something in a very standard format and formula that likely delivers yeah. against your basic level. Turnkey. I would KPIs. argue TV Bert, gets way less. All right, all right, all right, all right, all that all right. versus podcasts. So is I'm like, going to, I'm going to be influenced. Cut me off, man. Yeah, I am, I am, I am. But yeah, I, I'm sorry. Um, only because we only have so much time, in it and I do want to get to to another topic. Um, oh, we got so more. three podcasting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, because I know Ted is a um, country enthusiast. Oh shit. <laughs> um, a couple things. One, I want to know. So we we talk about um, culture, the culture like that that comes up a lot, and it's overused word, and everybody's sick of it. But there's not another word yet. Um, but we talk about it, and and the idea of the culture is, I think, like black and particularly hip hop culture, kind of um, creating with the proverbial us and disseminating into pop culture and creating the larger pop culture. As somebody who starts with um, country and maybe not necessarily relates to, quote-unquote, D-culture, like, how do you feel about, like, D-culture being defined as the culture? Well, I'll just say, like, I didn't grow up loving country music. Mm -hmm. I hated country music, in fact. Like, I didn't like it until after college. 
Um, and I will say uh, country music, as I'm sure rap and hip hop and any other genre can get a bad rap as far as like what it actually is. What's the culture of that genre? Like people hear country and they think tractors or uh, saying I love my wife, which is very prevalent in a lot of songs. But um, the big key to the genre is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad actually is is a songwriter after taking it off for 35 years because I was his child. So he, he gave up songwriting to raise me. But it's all about the stories and telling those awesome stories. Like some of my favorite songs are called New York at Night or Stars in the City by this group Old Dominion. Um, Where are they from? They're from all over. There's there's five or six of them. And they're actually all songwriters outside of Old Dominion. So they've written hits for like Kenny Chesney and the people that write about tractors. Is Old Dominion a place? No, Old Dominion. Well, well it is it is a place, but that Virginia, is that is but... not. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't North believe Fox. that's the, the the source of their name. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Um, so I like I love country music and I do like the songs about riding a tractor because they're fun uh, and catchy. Um, although I hate Little Nas X, uh, Old Town Road. Oh man, but, uh, <laughs> that conversation is so <laughs> sensitive. No kidding. We're getting into that. No, worry but about. it's it's for me. It's all about the stories, and I mean, like you can find good stories in any genre. And I think I I lean towards good stories, and I lean away from what I'll call trendy shit. Mm-hmm. Well, but how do you and I? As our first white guest, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to turn. At first, I thought you just said as our first white, and then you added guest. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's half. So. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just happy to not be the the whitest person in the room. Um, yeah, that's never happened. Before. Yeah, yeah, it's new. It's, it's new for me. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. You're welcome, there. Yeah, 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 thank you. Um, but how do you? How, maybe you don't have perception. Maybe it doesn't come across your mind at all. But like. The idea of like people say the culture and like this is the culture, and I feel like it's rooted in like the culture, like spewing to everybody else. And I don't feel like it necessarily influences you in your day to day life. Is that does that like you know? I mean, I can only say I don't want to speak for every country fan out there because I know yeah. the, the stereotype of country fans is they're probably like Trump voters from the South who yeah. are relatively undereducated, and I would consider myself the opposite on all three of those fronts. Yeah. Um, so the culture of the music, as it's stereotypically laid out, doesn't necessarily represent who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think also being born in Brooklyn, New York, means that I'm different from who they are in general. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a very – I consider myself a weird person. Like, the reason I got into baseball is because I played professional baseball, uh, meaning that I met a lot of people from the South. So I listened to a ton of country music just because mm-hmm. I met them, and that's how I learned mm-hmm. or ran into some things that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have acted on off-Broadway Shakespearean plays, like – Baseball and off-Broadway Shakespeare should Usually not go, go together. together. Uh, <laughs> so, like, so my culture is naturally diverse. I don't know. Yeah. So I would say that's diverse. <laughs> right. So um, tell me about uh, Lil Nas X. Oh, I hate that shit. That, that song. But it, why? Um, it doesn't say anything. Like, okay. I, get, I get that it's, like, fun-loving and it's not intended to say anything. Yes. Um, is but, it country? I mean... This is not accusatory, so you're not like on track. No, no, no. And I, <laughs> but, but, but hold on, feel free to speak. For not saying anything, because people said it when I when I DJed a lot, and I, and when I played the Yin Yang Twins and Lil John, like it's not saying anything. But also, I feel like the Electric Slide didn't say anything. So like there 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 are certain areas for music that's just like a feel good music, right. and there are certain areas for music that that's I will. And pick, because I'll I don't pick, like it, doesn't mean millions of people don't have. I'll like pick it. you yeah. back on that because I think that's really important, and I think that's a fair assessment and fair point. I think when you think about 
um, hip hop music specifically, you have people that are like me that love people that can storytell in a manner that's visual and makes you feel like I was there. Um, and then you have, to Mike's point, the feel good music that's like, you know, you play that you, you're going out in the night, whatever, you're going to have a good time, X, Y, and Z. You're not necessarily going to play more heavier storytelling sure. um, type ballads, obviously, because that's just not the mood that you're in. You see right. what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I completely understand that standpoint. And I, I would also say that, like, I hate when I catch myself, like, doing the white person dance to, <laughs> to uh, Little Nas X or, or Blanco Brown, who's got a, another trendy song out right now. I haven't heard that one yet. Um, it's it's similar to like the electric slide in that like it's basically directions to do a little dance. But they get but but line dancing is a thing. Yeah, I don't, that is I haven't gotten into that part. I, I mean, look, hey, I've only seen it in <laughs> again, Texas. Again, I'm diverse. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. But but so so the the argument is that country didn't accept Lil Nas X because he was black. He was black here from Atlanta. I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus sung on that track, right? After. Yeah, not the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- after it was about to hit number one. So it was about to hit number one um, on the charts. They removed him from country, and then Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on it, and it was like, so how is it uh, yeah. not country? Sure. I mean, I again, I don't regulate the charts, nor do I decide yeah, of course. what the people like. But I, I will say, like, there are a lot of one-hit wonders out there that like are exactly that. I'm not saying that Little Nas X is a one-hit wonder. He probably is. But like but yeah. on your first single coming up, how likely is it that anybody is going to embrace you in any genre? Not one way or the other, but like nobody knows Little Nas X from a hole in the wall before he puts out yeah. Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but I was uh, yes, and and this is in a direct argument. But like one Eminem hit the chart, one or more charts many many times. Uh, which was legit rap. Post Malone has hit the number one hip hop charts a couple times. A couple times, and I can argue that Cleanly. that's not rap. I, I can, mean, I think yeah. it's, it's a it's actually a really interesting like debate in music right now. Like, perfect example is um, Lizzo. So I think right now she's getting kind of like I would say a number one spot. Don't quote me on this, people, if you're checking right now. But I think she's getting like a number one spot in rap. When a lot of people within the industry would not consider what she's doing to be rap, sure. And then I'm like, so then I'm like playing the song back in my head. I'm like, well, she is kind of rapping. Then like maybe she's kind of like you know singing the hook kind of thing. Like, so then when when does it become a who's who's de- who's deciding on what genre is what and when? Right. So I think the it's, question it's a who? really interesting. Hold on, hold on, run that back. Cause you said something powerful. Who? Yeah. Who's deciding? And I think that's really interesting. Like, I mean, it's a debate. Like. Lil Nas X has come up in conversation um, through through media, not necessarily like at work, but like Lizzo has come up definitely in conversation about Absolutely. like where how how and where do they classify her in terms of genre, right? And it's come like putting them in a box, unfortunately. But like that conversation has come up. Perfect example. Another example was like I had a really interesting conversation with one of our teammates in talent relations about logic. So they talked about how, and it goes back to my title around being like. Like overseeing urban Latin, which are both loaded words. But and like, just for the record, logic is biracial. Logic is bilingual. But someone was like, <laughs> I just want to throw it, it out there. No, someone is was it, like, be coming from, it, from is logic. Like, is that your king, man? You, you, no, <laughs> I'm not a logic the fan. Guy, the the debate was about. But logic looks white and people be coming for yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's biracial. I, feel no, 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 I, know, yeah. I know that. I know, I know people that know him. He's from Montgomery County, Maryland, where I went to high school. I know people that know him. He's legit. 
like about him and Lizzo's like is he urban or is he a rapper True. or like it's just it's just so complicated. Like sometimes, like I don't even want to have the conversation. He's he's a black he's a rapper. rapper, and he's and, a rapper, and, and people don't realize that black comes in different shades and colors. It is what there it is. are some of that too. I mean, it's I, very interesting. Ultimately, a ton of genres are trending towards being pop music in general. Like the definition of pop music is popular music, and that's another and that's thing another that hip hop is pop. Let's, right, same let's as country. Yeah. Hip hop is pop. Yeah. Old Dominion's pop. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think the issue comes in with there, and I'm, I'm not speaking on behalf of myself. I'm speaking like proverbial on what, what I think society is thinking. I, I think there the issue comes with that is um, the people who are benefiting or financially gaining from it don't necessarily represent the cultures that 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 is coming from. So that was the case. Yeah. So that was the case when it was all white and it was just all pop artists were white. But then when you have pop artists who are black and everybody else who is benefiting is not necessarily from the culture that they're from, then it's different. Hey, I'm with you. Right. <laughs> I, it wasn't you. <laughs> no, 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 that's 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 a fair assessment of where we've gone. Yeah. Or where we come from, I guess rather. Yeah. I mean, Darius Rucker was probably the only artist that I'm aware of, and I heard him talk about this, to trans to, to go to country as a genre yeah. and be successful in that. And everyone was like, you will not be successful in this. Nobody, no, no black artists mm-hmm. go to country music. Mm-hmm. And he did it. On, on the flip side. K. Michelle's trying to now, though. On the flip side, I'm going to grab this shit up. I don't know how up. that feels. But on the flip <laughs> side, I also believe that, um, and now, I'm about to make Eminem reference. I think Eminem has taught this way out of... Um, the top five conversation. He just rapped too long. No, but he, I think he's impactful but, enough that it warrants a conversation. Yeah, but at one point, I used to argue that Eminem will never be the number one rapper of all time purely because he's white. And this isn't like a, a me statement. This is because like I think hip-hop derived out of a, a, a culture of blackness and he's not able to relate to that. Therefore, like he would not be universally accepted as the number one rapper of all time. He's also not from a coast. Yeah, I'd agree. That's that, that, that's that, good. That's, that's, a, that's a logical retort. I, I think I think Andre Thousand is the greatest rapper of all time. But but that's I, different, I, different. here here here's why I I agree with with your point with the coast thing being an East Coaster. Um, but why I understand your point, I would say that the people that are the creators of an art form that was based on an they didn't know what to, the community didn't know what to do with an energy and they created an art form from it. And so in its in its le- later stages, when other people have started to master on some level, because I do believe that Eminem is a master of of creating hip hop music on some level um, or at least a, a master rapper. I think the community is just protective of that craft in which it's created out of, you know, hard times and mainly racially charged hard times and i think there's an aspect of eminem that you can relate to because he was poor and he did struggle and and he did he does respect the craft that comes with um being an mc and he did have to take the oh you're white so it's probably gonna be whack and then kill everybody and it was like oh god this guy's really <laughs> fucking good and so i do understand the dichotomy it's a touchy subject and i do agree with you i don't think that anyone will be like oh yeah he's the greatest rapper alive probably not but i mean if i'm eminem i'm happy with the fact that i killed jay-z on renegade like i'm good I'm, i will sleep yeah. all day forever on that <laughs> personally but, but if you're blacking rap like rap like uh M, you're probably the greatest rapper of all time uh, old m 
Very specific. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, there's a... with the flow. I'm not talking about the content. Yeah, no, we we get we're giving him credit because he's a good rapper for sure. You just can't be the greatest. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I, I love yeah. I love Eminem. I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here. And I was and I was the guy that was like, nah. He was in my <laughs> top five forever until he talked himself out. He he was fighting for five with Drake. In my, my top five. I think if Eminem, I mean that's still an accomplishment right there. I would. say. I think so. Yeah, he talked himself out of it though. He just he just rapped too long. If you think if, if you think about impact and global reach, Eminem is up there. Yeah, I'm talking about top five rappers. Yeah, it's different conversation. Different conversation. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I got it. I got it. Marking Misfits episode nineteen and a half. 19 and a half. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, guys. It's probably like forty five minutes long. Ted. Ted. Ted, you were great. Shout out to Ted. Ted, yeah, fun. Ted that was so much. I'm sorry I talked so much, guys. No, that was perfect. I, honestly, I'm I mean, sorry I can listen to you talk all day. As our first, as our first, clear the closing yes. doors, please. Yes. That's a great way to end. We getting that? That is a great way to end. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ted as our as our first um, uh, multicultural, Mu- no, multicultural, yes. Yes. multicultural now. Yeah. Yeah. Vosotros guests. Our first multicultural guest on the um, on the podcast. Uh, episode 19.5, Marketing Misfits. I am Mike Summers. Ryan Chappelle. Stu Cornelius. And our special guest, Ted Cerro. Great. My, my volume was supposed to come up a little bit quicker. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm on. I'm so appalled, spawning ball, bald and Donald Trump taking dollars from y'all. Baby, you're fired, your girlfriend hired. We a butter law, we don't give a fuck about y'all. I got dogs that'll chew a fucking hole through the wall. But since they all lovers, I need more rubbers. And if I don't use rubbers, need more covers. Housekeeping, I mean, goddamn, one time, let it be a bad bitch sweeping. That know we get O's like Tibios. That know because they seen us in the videos. That know the day that you play me, it be.